1: Support for Mississippi Edition comes from Trustmark, featuring MyTrustmark, online and mobile banking. Monitor accounts and information, transfer funds, create special alerts and reminders. Details at Trustmark.com. Member FDIC.
2: Good morning. It's 8.30 on Monday, July 31st. I'm Karen Brown, and this is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. On today's show, why some members of the Mississippi Legislative Black Caucus are sitting out this week's Southern Legislative Conference in Biloxi.
3: We never had a chance to really tell them why we feel like this is not the right approach. You make a
4: decision where you're going to respect the decision of the majority, or are you not going to because you were not there?
2: After Tech Talk in our Everyday Tech segment, details on Volunteer Mississippi's training sessions and information sessions to boost service across the state. And a conversation with the old Miss Rebels interim football coach. Matt Luke says he wants the job on a permanent basis. That's all coming up. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. The Southern Legislative Conference is underway in Biloxi this week, but not with the full support of the Mississippi Legislative Black Caucus. Some members are boycotting the event because the state flag still carries the Confederate battle emblem. The Black Caucus voted on the action in April, but not all were present at the meeting. Caucus member, State Senator Solly Norwood of Jackson, says he will honor the vote and boycott along with some black lawmakers from other states as well. He tells MPB's Desiree Frazier, it's time to move beyond dialogue
4: we voted back in April I believe it was the flag is an issue it's an issue that we've been you know tossing around every year we introduce legislation to try and remove the flag uh, at least have the discussion start the discussion in terms of what we can do and it's fallen on death year from so this year uh the caucus just decided uh, we would uh we would not attend because it's unfair all of the other states in the region have dealt with the flag, and some of our colleagues started talking about this about three years ago when we were in the state of georgia, and we just we voted and we decided that we would not uh we would not attend and I'm going to honor the vote that that we took.
5: Now, I understand that not everyone voted, not all 51 members were involved in the discussion when this vote took place.
4: I think we had like 30, I believe we had 37 individuals that were there. And, you know, that's pretty much typical of every meeting that we have, you know, someone is not going to be there. We voted and it's just like um, everything else. You know, in America, the majority, the majority make a decision, you make a you make a, a decision where you're going to respect the the decision of the majority, uh, or are you not going to respect the decision of the majority because you were not there? And, you know, that's unfortunate that it was, it was put out, you know, individuals knew that we were meeting and what we were going to, uh, what we had talked about it earlier. And so we voted. And once we voted, we just, you know, I, my position is that we respect the position of the call.
5: What do you say to critics who uh say that House Speaker Gunn is uh the legislator who has come out against the flag, willing to discuss changing the flag. And when he is over the conference this year, that um, the Black Caucus is, is boycotting when they should be uh, supporting him.
4: Certainly, we appreciate the, the position and the leadership that Speaker Gunn has uh, has taken. Uh, we, we respect that. I mean, this is not personal, this is not against people gun. I would say we're gonna be the same regardless. It's just the fact that Missis this, this is something that Mississippi needs to need to do.
2: Senator Solly Norwood with MPB's Desiree Fraser. Some Black Caucus members agree with changing the flag but disagree with the boycott. They are attending the conference. This year's conference host is House Speaker Philip Gunn. He has expressed his support for changing the flag. House Democrat Gregory Holloway of Hazelhurst is concerned with caucus support of Speaker Gunn. He tells our Desiree Fraser some caucus members are appointed delegates.
3: First of all, we just believe that the 14 there's 14 members going. There's 14 members not going. Uh, it's just a difference in uh, difference in the uh, philosophical leadership. Uh, we don't believe that. Uh, first of all, we were not even uh, engaged in the process when they made the decision. Uh, I have uh, served as a delegate for this conference way back uh, over about 12 years, and uh, in Mississippi. Uh, There are different conferences that we attend as legislators, and we are are chosen as delegates for those various conferences. So many of the African-American elected officials that's attending the conference, first of all, they're delegates to the conference. They have been appointed to this conference wherever it may be, uh, whether it's in Mississippi, Alabama, Louisiana, any of the uh, other 14 southern states. So uh, there was uh, a vote taken on April the 28th, uh, the last day of the session. In fact, the session had had already uh, completed for the year. We've been in session for about 90 days, and uh, everybody's packed up, getting ready to leave, uh, and – Somebody started texting people saying uh, there's a caucus meeting. Well, a lot of people uh, wanted to get home because they'd been there 90 days. Uh, they left. And uh, so they left a small group of uh, caucus members there, and they made a decision to boycott a conference, which was three months away, without uh, polling the other members to find out if it was, um, if they could get solidarity.
5: Sonia Williams Barnes is chair of the Black Caucus. Have you talked to her about this?
3: We attempted to. Uh, th- we had a meeting uh, after the session was over, a regular scheduled caucus meeting. Uh, the meeting consisted of uh, going through the regular agenda, uh, and and then um, I think about ten minutes into the meeting. Um I mean ten minutes before the meeting was over. Um you know, they said she said uh anybody had a concern about it for her for them to speak. Um I know one of the gentlemen uh who is attending Abe Hudson he uh said while he was gone uh, and uh Representative Deborah Gibbs made an attempt to um uh, Express her concern and she was, uh, abruptly cut off. And so I just <clears throat> left because it was almost time to, to leave. It was just 10 minutes. So we never had a chance to really tell them why we feel like this is not the right approach to dealing with this, this problem. Uh, in Biloxi, Mississippi, there is no flag flying in Biloxi. Uh, but there's a flag, there are, there are flags flying all over Jackson, Mississippi. And nobody's boycotting anything in Jackson. In fact, uh, there are flags all over the state capitol. And we've been there 90 days. And some of us been there for years.
2: Holloway says caucus members will not participate in a procession featuring state flags during the conference. They've also requested a seminar about race relations be held. Coming up, opportunities for Mississippians to volunteer their service and ways some groups can access federal service funds. That's after Everyday Tech. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio.
0: You count on MPB News for in-depth coverage of issues that matter to you.
5: The state's ongoing opioid epidemic. A
0: bill to allow guns in churches.
5: The child
2: welfare crisis. And the best radio newscast in the state. Those are just a few of the stories behind
6: 10 new Associated Press Awards and another Edward R. Murrow Award. For the award-winning coverage you've come to expect, count on us. We are MPB
7: News. We are MPB News. We are
2: MPB
6: News. We
0: are MPB News. We
6: are
8: MPB News. We are MPB News. This is Everyday Tech on Mississippi Edition. I'm Michelle McAdoo with Wilts Couture. Today we're going to be talking about getting ready for back to school and how to get the most tech for your buck. Well, it's almost time for the school buses to hit the road again. Now, I have a teenager, and I know firsthand the struggle to keep up with the latest gadgets. So where do you suggest parents get that information from?
6: Well, you know, for the most part, your kids are going to tell you quite a bit of that. They're going to be coming up with, oh, Mom, Dad, I've got to have this, Ah, I've got to have this really cool new case, or I've got to have this new laptop and, and all these other things. And, and so really we, we get the starting point from the kids, but from there, really your best resources, friends, neighbors, look at reviews, look at, you know, don't necessarily fall for the, the fancy advertisements, but really look into what they're trying to accomplish and make sure you're finding the right tools for that. I mean, you know, uh, You don't want to necessarily just kind of fall into all the fad stuff. We want to do things, you know. You want to spend that money wisely, but get on the right tools. Mm, Speaking of spending money wisely, where can we find the bargains? When looking at back-to-school tech and tech for students and such, there's a ton of bargains out there to be had. The problem is, is that a lot of companies don't really do a good job of letting us know where these things are at. And so if you reach out and look at the Microsofts, the Best Buys, the Amazons, and some of these other places, even Apple and Dell and HP, they give discounts for students. And some of those discounts can be pretty substantial. It could be a couple hundred bucks here, a couple hundred bucks there, and, hey, that money adds up pretty quick. So your best thing to do is just look, hey, what are you? just ask, what are your discounts for students? Don't forget to utilize those reviews that are sitting on out there because that's one thing that the internet is great for, and that is people will tell you what they think. You may not like it, you may love it. Um, you know, weigh it with a little bit of of a cautious eye. Sometimes you know people are gonna some some people are just overly positive, some people are overly negative. You want to actually constructively look at that, but but you know, research it before you spend a, spend a penny.
8: Now, another thing I've noticed is schools issuing out devices for students and parents this year. So, parents are getting laptops from, and the students are getting laptops. What is some advice you would have for these families?
6: Well, the biggest thing to look at on that is this is really a good opportunity to teach your kids to be responsible with those devices. I mean, it goes for us parents, too. We need to remember our own responsibility, but this this gives that, that perfect opportunity to make sure they're paying attention and realize the gift that they're really being given with that. And one of the best things to do with that is to learn how to protect it, learn how to take care of it, because the reason these schools are giving these devices is to get the students more engaged. More and more we're seeing where parents and kids can actually interact. I know my wife, for example, is actually able to get involved in it, it probably – Bothers the heck out of my kids sometimes, but she knows exactly what their grades look like. And so this is some tools out there, but there are also tools to teach responsibility.
8: Speaking of kids, staying connected with distant students, that's real important for a lot of parents, especially if you're sending your children off to college for the first time. You want to stay connected to them. What's a good way that parents can stay connected to their uh, children going off to college?
6: Well, a program that comes to mind, of course, is Skype. It's a free program. We've talked about it several times before and it's a way to digitally and audio link you to people down the street or even halfway around the world and allow you to, you know, maybe look into that dorm room, make sure they're keeping their room clean and, and see some things like that. But these kind of tools can really allow that parent, especially, you know, I know it'll be me and my wife pretty soon. My son's a junior this year. Pretty soon college is coming. It's a little bit hard to to, to let go. There are always those little ones in our mind. So utilizing that technology to keep you connected can really come in handy.
8: What's a good age to purchase a phone or tablet for your child?
6: Well, you know, that's very subjective. A lot of it really depends on the child and on the circumstances. For us personally, whenever... Both of my kids started getting more involved in some after-school events. Uh, They're both heavily involved in the Northwest Rankin Band. Once we were separated from them a pretty good bit, the, uh, the ability to be able to reach out and text them or talk to them became important. And so pretty much at that point is when we really saw that, hey, we need this. The biggest thing was setting the ground rules with them to say this device's primary function is to make sure that mom and dad can get in touch with you. What that means is if mom and dad try to get in touch with you, you better answer.
8: We will talk more about the latest tech devices for your students on Everyday Tech, the show that comes on Wednesdays at 10 a.m. You can always send us an email to everydaytech at mpbonline.org. For Wilkes-Couture, I'm Michelle McAdoo. This is Everyday Tech on Mississippi Edition.
2: This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. I'm Karen Brown. It's officially hurricane season, and the Mississippi Emergency Management Agency is looking for volunteer responders. To help get volunteers ready to go, Volunteer Mississippi is hosting training for willing MEMA reservists. The organization is also holding information sessions on building volunteer capacity and fundraising. Joining us with more are Allison Washington and Adrian Austin of Volunteer Mississippi. Washington starts by
7: sharing more about the information sessions. Well, this is something that we actually have annually. We go out to different communities across the state and talk about national service and how we need more communities to become sustainers of national service programs. And a lot of people don't really understand what national service is, but I'm sure that they've seen the AmeriCorps logo that's a part of national service. And so we just need those communities to reach out because we do a lot, not just in education, but also uh, we do a lot with veterans and We do a lot with economic opportunities as well.
2: National Service AmeriCorps, you mentioned. What organizations are under the umbrella
7: of Volunteer Mississippi? We have eight volunteer centers across the state. Also, we have those AmeriCorps programs. We currently have 10 AmeriCorps programs all across the state, Central uh, coastal, uh, northwest, northeast Mississippi. And so I think that what we're trying to do with these info sessions is to make sure that we cover every county across the state.
2: The purpose being to
7: let folks know about funding opportunities and how to fundraise? Absolutely. It's a twofold info session. So those info sessions will cover not only national service but volunteer Mississippi resources. We have a huge data bank where uh, one of our staff members. Caitlin Brooking does a lot of collection with that, and she helps nonprofit organizations, faith-based organizations, and also uh, like institutions of higher learning collect data when it comes to certain subjects, and also just to show them the correct ways in applying for national service.
2: When we talk about volunteer opportunities, is there a certain segment of the population
7: that are more apt to volunteer, perhaps retirees because they have more time? We run the gamut. Speaking of retirees, we have a lot of retirees who come in and volunteer. Uh, They don't just want to sit at home. They want to make sure that what they're doing is, you know, it has a cause behind it. But we have a lot of students who volunteer and a lot of organizations, as far as companies, they are asking their employees to begin volunteering. So we're connecting volunteers and we're also connecting institutions with volunteers. Now,
2: Adrian, you're heading up the disaster training events, which are being held around the state. What are you training people to do?
9: Okay. So we use the acronym VRC, which is Volunteer Response Center. We are a state organization. We set this up where unaffiliated volunteers can register with us, and we can actually send them out to the work site to aid in a disaster. And this disaster can be anything from a tornado, hurricane, to an oil spill, whatever the case may be.
2: Now, are you working with, say, the Mississippi Emergency Management Agency?
9: Yes. As of right now, we have training schedules set up with the MEMO Reservists. It's a program they incorporated a couple years ago, and we can utilize MIMA Reservists in order to um, help train and identify what but it's a great area to bring in volunteers and put them to work.
2: What might these volunteers be doing in follow-up to a disaster?
9: They might be assisting with the setup of the VRC, monitoring and tracking data, wherever needed people affected by disasters, why would they go to the VRC? We would track them. If somebody had a tree limb or roof that needed tarping, they would come in and, and fill out a, a work order form. We will in turn, take their work order form, log it, and we would send um, a volunteer or a group of volunteers out there to either tarp or do chainsaw removal debris removal, and push it out to the street.
2: Allison, what else does Volunteer Mississippi need in terms of skill and, and the people that will help out your
7: mission? Well, we just need volunteers. You just don't realize how many organizations and how many nonprofit organizations, faith-based, educational uh, organizations need resources, and those resources are hands.
2: Allison Washington is Director of Communications. Adrian Austin is Disaster Coordinator for Volunteer Mississippi. Thank you both for coming in this morning. Right. Thank you, Karen. Thank you. Coming up, meet the new Ole Miss football coach. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio.
1: On the next Deep South Dining, we're leaving the dinner table behind for a couple of blankets and the great outdoors. It's time for a picnic. I'm Kevin Farrell with Deborah Hunter. We'll let you know what's in our picnic basket, from deviled eggs and potato salad to chicken wraps and homemade iced tea. Make sure you join the conversation and let us know what you would whip up for your perfect picnic. That's on the next Deep South Dining, today at 9 a.m., only on MPB Think Radio. This is
2: Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. I'm Karen Brown. Matt Luke was born a rebel. That's how his official biography begins on the Ole Miss football website. Luke is about two weeks into his stint as the University of Mississippi's interim head coach. He served for five seasons under coach Hugh Freeze, who resigned after his school-issued phone was connected with a call to an escort service. Matt Luke tells MPB's Mark Rigsby he's the man for the job, permanently.
0: It's been a tough couple of weeks, if not months, for the old Miss football program. Tell us where the mindset is right now, in the locker room, in the administration, on campus?
10: Our guys are just, they want to play football. You know, I ask them, you know, what's the, what's the what's the message we want to get out there and say, Coach, we just want to play ball. They're tired of the distractions. They're tired of the adversity. They just want to go play football. So that's where our focus, our administration, our staff, we just moving forward, being excited about the opportunities we have about playing 12 football games. All the other stuff is just we're going to put it outside and we're going to move forward.
0: How difficult is it uh, from your position now to keep guys focused and not let some of those distractions filter in to what your game plan is for them on a daily and a weekly uh, basis and also uh, for the goals for the season. Well, I just
10: think you got to take it one day at a time. I think you got to focus on one day at a time, uh, one practice at a time, and that, and that you can't go past that. You can't worry about the next thing. You can't worry about the next week,
0: you got to take it one one day at a time. That's what we're planning on doing. How much support have you received personally, being a, a, already part of the staff and then promoted to uh, head coach uh, under a very difficult circumstances?
10: Sure. You know, I think um, I think being from Mississippi my whole life, my mom, my dad. You know, my brother, my sister, I mean, all being old Miss people. And then just and being from just Mississippi in general, it has really, really helped. And then obviously being on the staff, uh, you know, being the assistant head coach, I already had a great relationship with the players. And now all the fans, the former players, former teammates, you know, former alumni, I think they can identify with that and just understand, hey, I'm, I'm excited about this opportunity and, and and plan on taking advantage of it.
0: Let's talk about some of those student athletes uh, for a moment. Recruiting is a year-long sure job for everyone involved in whatever type of collegiate sports program. After the news had broke last week about what happened with the program and head coach Freeze, I heard at least one recruit decided to decommit. I haven't really picked up on it since then. If anyone else had decommitted or continued their support for the program that you're trying to recruit, but how much more work is it to try to convince those recruits and future recruits that old miss is the place to be?
10: Well, I just think they they want to be at a place. They got to pick the best environment for them. And I think they want to see that Old Miss is a great environment they just want to see a little bit about it and I think as the season moves on and they get to know me and they get to know the staff and build those relationships the recruiting will come Old Miss is a great place it's going to sell itself you know when we start playing and people come in the grove and our school and our, I mean so old Miss sells itself they just want to be able to build those relationships with those coaches and I think as soon as they get to know us you'll start to see recruiting move in a, in a very positive direction.
0: I'm sure that you, you were able to talk to, to coach Freeze, uh before he officially left. Can you share a little bit of that conversation and wishing him well?
10: We had a great five-year run, and um, he just basically the, he, he just said, you know, Matt, be yourself, and that, that that's, that's kind of
0: where we left it. I know you just want to have the season play out and just see uh, how things go according to the game plan, try not to let the distractions filter into what you're trying to accomplish, but would you like to be the head coach officially, uh, let's say, next season and beyond?
10: Absolutely. I told the guys uh, at the morning run uh, yesterday – Guys, I, uh, this, is a, this is a job that I've been preparing my whole life for. Uh, I've been coming to Ole Miss since I was little. I don't know about any other program in the country, but I'm the right guy to lead Ole Miss. There's no doubt in my mind about that. I've been coaching and playing here 14 years, and I don't plan on going anywhere. And I told the guys that, and I think they were excited to hear that. And I think the recruits and the fans will be excited to hear that as well.
2: Interim football coach at Ole Miss, Matt Luke. Stay tuned to MPB Think Radio for a full slate of Mississippi-based programs all morning long. Coming up at 9 o'clock, it's Deep South Dining. Then at 10 o'clock, it's Now You're Talking. And at 11 o'clock, stay tuned for Southern Remedy. If you missed part of the show today, you can find past episodes of this and other Think Radio programs online at mpbonline.org or by downloading the MPB Public Media app from the Apple or Google Play stores. Listen tomorrow morning at 8.30 for the next Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio.
1: Support for Mississippi Edition comes from Trustmark, featuring Trustmark Deposit Express, ATMs for business and personal banking. No deposit slips, no envelopes, no waiting. Most deposits made by nine PM weekdays are credited that day. Details at Trustmark.com. Member.